Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Roundtable.ca podcast. I am your host, Grandmaster Philly Phil, and joined by my usual um, partners in crime, Stephen, Johnny, and Dino. Hope that you guys uh, are doing okay this week. Doing fantastic, how about you? <laughs> I'm, uh, yes, our first podcast of 2018! Woo! We, we, We're still alive! Uh, un- unfortunately, I'm still digging out of my house. <laughs> from the snowfall yeah um, it's funny i went out last night um i went out last night with friends we literally went at the corner of the house when i went there it looked like a november a november uh evening there was no snow on the ground or barely any uh it was relatively warm by the time i came home it was a blizzard and i woke up this morning <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's fucking, it's a little bit insane yes um, it is uh, in, in two mountains, did you get more more snow than usual? Yeah, I'm gonna send you pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the corner. You barely see the stop sign. It's okay. You can you can start going to work today, so you get there for Thursday. So it's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, all right. So if the trains work, because the last week every night every night there's an issue with the train. Well, don't take the train. Take the helicopter. Like, seriously, yeah. bro. Take a, take, take a walk. Seriously. On the wild side. See, get, a, get a toboggan. I still say <laughs> STM stands for Steve Mash. It's okay. Steve, <laughs> Steve will walk. It's a new way of transportation. Steve walks. Steve walks. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So this week, uh, this podcast, our topic is... Um, our favorite '80s uh, action stars uh, that we we associate with the '80s. So um, we're gonna get the ball started. So the first one of our list, and I'm pretty sure the top five are gonna be pretty much on everybody's list. And I think it's more of an inter you can interchange them depending on everybody's preference. But we'll start with the first one, and uh, the first one on our list is Mr. Sylvester Stallone, the Miss the uh, He's mostly known for, obviously, the Rambo uh, series, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, also, Rocky. Um, although Rocky Rocky was known more for the... Started in the 70s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but he did come out with Rockies. And, and it's not a typical action movie. It's more of a boxing movie, a sports movie. But you still think of him as an action star as well. So um, how do you guys remember uh, Mr. Stallone as being an action star? Or what movie made you uh, remember him as an action star? Cobra. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was dark. A lot of killing. Yeah. yeah. For the 80s, it was very dark. That was a dark movie. Isn't that the movie where he says like four words throughout the whole thing? He barely says yeah, he anything? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, Stallone is, uh, I guess, I mean, he's going to be on everybody's in top five list for sure. The guy is a great. He plays the underdog all the time in most of the Rocky. That's what I think people like. He's he's approachable. He's you know he's like he's the guy who has to get the job done. I think um, I I've always associated him with with Rambo for action, but I also liked him in Tango and Cash, Cliffhanger, Demolition Man. You know uh, the Expendables. I mean those, those are actually newer, but uh, I, you know he did well in Nighthawks. I thought that was pretty good too. Um, Tango and Cash. 
Yeah, Tango and Cash. I mean, the guy is just. Um, he's I don't been, know. I don't know. I don't know why he's still. He resonates, I guess, mostly because of the Rockies. I think because he played that underdog and that. You know how you take the punches and keep going. I think that that resonates with the world because people still adhere to that philosophy, right? It's like you how how you deal with the punches and keep moving forward, right? It's. Uh, I think uh, that's why we like him. Yeah, unlike unlike the. Um most action stars which are usually associated with decades so you have like certain certain action stars that get stuck in certain period time period to get typecast and he always managed to come out of every decade either not not necessarily reinventing himself but always getting a role like even when he was going like there was a period where he was making a string of really bad movies and he, he decided he, he he still came out of on top he continued he Continued at it, and he came out with, you know, um, after a while, he came out with, you know, Expendables, the Expendable series, Escape Plan, um, and in the 80s, you had Tango and Cash, Lock Up. Um, yeah, he's um, he's pretty good. And he's a good actor, you know. I, he, I mean, people don't take him seriously, but he's like, I mean, watch Copland. I mean, the guy held his own against Robert yeah. De Niro and Harvey Cartel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, very true. I mean, yeah. the guy gets a bum rap, but uh, you know, the guy can act if he wants to. And the first, the first, the first Rambo, you know, that that speech at the end when he's talking about Nam and the nightmares and all this, uh, you felt for him. You know, you understood. You kind of understood why he's going through this, right? It wasn't your typical action fair where he's just like the second one started just the typical action eighties, but the first one, if you look at the end, it's a very serious. Uh, well. The, ending you the, know? the first the first one is more of a survival flick yeah more more than an action flick you know he's yeah. he's in the like the part that's the best part is when he's in the woods and he's woods yeah and, he, and he's defending himself and he's trying to avoid the cops and so on uh, but it's not an action movie per se yeah there's a few explosions here and there but it's more of a survival flick more than an action two and three are just unrealistic that's where the over-the-top action yeah, I don't know if it would be him or Arnold Schwarzenegger that started that, but the like that I, I remember Rambo for being, um, you know, making being made fun of by a lot of other people like UHF, yeah, uh, the movie UHF when, when Weird Al makes it <laughs> makes fun of him being in a, in the field just shooting at everything and <laughs> you know with one gun. Um, yeah, yeah. So Dino, you have any anything to add or Johnny? Well, for me, it's like the Stephen said, because the especially because of Rocky, he was a typical American person. Like he was from the hood, he was very low, he had a normal job, he was like a like, like any normal person. He had to work hard to be a somebody. And then, even though he went, he became a somebody, it was very easy. Like most Americans or most people around the world, in Canadians, how to lose what you got? Mm-hmm. Wrong at friends, wrong spending, wrong kind of lifestyle. You lose, you can lose your fortune in two seconds. But my, my favorite of, of his movies of the, of the 80s was Tango and Cash. Yeah. I love the, the, sh- the shower bit. Oh, what yeah. What are you looking at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like that black uh, comedy humor. You know, it's very like sarcastic. And like, because the other movies always very serious. But that one there was a little bit of a sense of humor. And there was when he started putting a little bit of sense of humor in puns. I, that's one of my favorite one. Cobra, I loved it because it was one of the action movies in those days was very dark. All the other ones was also, also like, those in the 80s was also, like, a little bit of comedy in there. 
But Koba, I love it because it was very dark, like a hitman kind of style. You know, it's like yeah. it's like he goes there, bang, bang, has him, and think of it, like hit, bullet to the head. Very yeah, dark, yeah. It was even darker than that, if I remember right. Maybe, yeah, you're right. And the thing is, because he he goes, I have a job. I'm not here to talk. He goes in there, he kills them, he gets out of there, and he wants to get paid. That's it. He doesn't care no more. And that, and I liked that kind of movies, you know. But no, look, I just as you said, uh, Phil. Uh, he is good because he knows how to change tr- uh, different time eras. He tried comedies. I don't know what with, with the grandmother, with his mother. Shoot her, my mom will he, or throw my mom off the train or something, something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah. no, he was. Tr- he, like, he, he tried. Was, he tried. He tried. I, get, I think he, he did better in drama, like with Copland or something. Copland was a, it was very good. Oh, what, thought, what was the one where he he um, he's in a the cover is like he's a really rich guy with a bathrobe. Uh, Oscar. Oscar. That one, that one was, was bad. Horrible. That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, but the that thing was is, but the thing is, I, I think he's one. He's willing to take a chance. Like I mean, yeah. at the time where he started making like comedies and stuff like that, he was in his. You know, he was making a ton of money. He had the luxury of choosing what he wanted to do. Um, he wanted to do something different. Um, I think at one point he was typecast, and that's why I think he tried Copland. Um, in the 90s, just yeah. to get away from that stereotypical, he wanted to show that he can act and he can hold his own. And to be quite honest, it's I find it's one of the most underrated, more underrated films that he's done. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I agree with that too. Um, okay, forget the fact that he gained weight for the part, like he really got into the whole part. Like he, I, th- I think he, go- he gained like 40 or 50 pounds for the role. Yeah. Um, but he, he it was really good in the way that he he's vulnerable in that in in that movie he's kind of a bit of vulnerable like he's um, like you see he's trying to figure stuff out but he's you see that there's a, a I guess a, for lack of a better word sweet side to him like a more vulnerable side to him yeah. whereas you don't really see in other action movies usually he's the tough guy and he's the guy that's gonna punch your face in <laughs> yeah so um, yeah Dino you have anything else to add no I think he uh, you know He's an underrated actor, actually, like you guys said. And uh, for him to still be popular today and still coming up with, uh, you know, The Expendables is another uh, franchise that he started recently, and it's still very popular. So he does still resonate with the people. And I think it just it shows you that he's a, he's a good actor. I didn't I realize he's coming out with an escape plan, too. Apparently there's a third no. Well, the, the, the Escape Plan 2 is getting released in 2018. Yeah, well, they, they, apparently they, they already have a script ready. Maybe. Do you know if uh, Arnold... But it's not what Arnold Schwarzenegger No, it's right. Batista. Batista's in it. Oh, sweet. Batista, that's it, yeah. Oh, nice. With the alone. All right. So... We yeah, it could pre- be good. could be good. Yeah, it could be. It could be potentially good. Yeah. Um, that's another franchise if it starts picking up. And you know what? There's a lack of, of good action movies out there. So, you yeah. know what? You yeah, know. that's what it is. I think and, and you know what? I liked Escape Plan. I, I yeah, watched it again. I liked it. No, yeah. it was very good. It, it was... I can't, was say, it, I can't say it's really original, but it was there was enough meat on the bone to actually keep yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it, it was good. It was... It was entertaining. Yeah. And he has that. He has a really good chem- for whatever reason. He has a really good chemistry with Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen. Um, for for whatever reason, you know, there's other action stars where you can see sometimes it's hit or miss, even with the examples. Yeah. And with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you see that he actually they seem to enjoy working with each other. Yeah. And it's 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 and it, it transcends to 
on the screen. Having said that, that, are you trying to say to be bromance in the cinema with those two guys? Well, maybe you know. <laughs> maybe. Passion of the pecs. However, that's a that's a good segue to the second action star yeah. on the list, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the man. Everybody that, in the chopper. The man that the man that is known for the one-liners has been spoofed right yes. in of center from The Simpsons with McBain to um, any, uh, you know, he's kind of the reference point for any action hero. Um, he's known primor- primarily, um, he's known a lot for the Terminator, at least the first Terminator, which came out in 85, I believe. Um, I think Arnold is just, um, it's one of those, those, he was the type of guy that was typecast. Flat out typecast. He never got out of that mold. Either the movie, it either did really good with him or it flopped massively. But he, his characters were always same thing. Um, I used one of his movies that I liked. That again, it's one of those movies that he doesn't say much. Um, it's Red Heat with uh, yeah, Belushi. That was um, good. And I always found it was underrated. You know, you don't hear about that movie very often, but it's a decent movie. Um, agreed. Agreed. So and again, having, he had great chemistry with Belushi. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, let's uh, open the floor. Dino, Johnny, you guys want to? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You, yeah, you think about Terminator Commando. Also, I think about Total Recall. That was a good movie. Yes. The, and that's the original. I think the original was a lot better than the remake. Oh, big time. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. Um, yeah, he's typecast, and he's another one that's lasting. The you know, he's up in the seventies, like Arno, like uh, Sylvester Stallone, and he's still going strong. Well, because didn't he try with a comedy like Twin with a Twin Twins? Yeah, yeah, yeah twins. And it was not bad. It was it was pretty good, but he it was still acting Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that and the one where he's pregnant uh, that killed him, I think. Oh no, that destroyed him. How about the other one, the Christmas toy? I never saw it. I that, can't that jingle, the, jingle bell. We have kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten cop was okay. The the last action hero is the one that he, he was trying to make fun of himself as being an action yeah. hero, and I think it had the potential to be really good. It just fell really flat. Yeah. Um. You know, but to me, in my mind, it's Commando. Um. It's so cheesy. It's not even funny, but it's amazing. <laughs> And the original Terminator, a bad, a, how can you, you know, it's one of the few movies where the guy plays a bad guy throughout the whole movie, blows the shit out of everything, and he's more popular than anybody <laughs> in that movie that's supposed to say that's the thing. That's true. You don't, re- who do you remember yeah. from that movie? I, rem- I There's Linda Hamilton. Michael guy. Bean. But other than that, after that, it's like, who played, who, who played who? <laughs> Michael Bean played played Reese. Yeah, well, the father. Yeah, if I'm pretty sure, if the Family Feud would give a survey of who actually played in that movie. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Ninety five percent would say Arnold. Five percent. Five percent would say Linda Hamilton, and then the rest it, of the cast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, uh, for me, it's those two movies that really made it to uh, that put it in the spotlight. J- Johnny. I, for myself, I remember because I used to be, I started training, so I used to know Arnold Schwarzenegger as, as a bodybuilder with my my favorite, Frank Zane. 
so when I heard he was doing Conan Barbarian and I used to read comic books also, I was I was in cloud nine because he had the body, the size, he was massive and everything. So for me, that was my biggest thrill of life out of Conan Barbarian. Now, do I remember most of the movies? Not really. When I, when I watch it again, yes, but I'll probably be laughing like crazy. Um, Terminator, I, it's it's always one of the, the storyline that I love the best. I still remember it clearly. When you remember when people when the rebels they're going to their their compound and there's dogs there who's sniffing if which ones are robots or not and then you think you you see these kids they're watching TV but they're not watching TV they're roasting a, a rat or or a mouse yeah and then on top you see these uh these machine distractors going over human skulls that to me was the best visual ever because it makes you makes you realize how fortunate how lucky and fortunate we are. But storyline and everything is Total Recall. I, I completely agree with Dino. Total Recall, I love it because there's two sides of the storyline. And, and whatever you choose, you're right. There's no wrong in there because there's, there's either be, is it a dream or is it reality? And whatever you choose, you have enough evidence for both of them. So for me, Total Recall is my, like, like, even though like I love Terminator and all that, totally, I can actually watch it again and again, and I still love it because next next time I watch it again, I'll, 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 put, I'll put myself on the other side. I'm still right. So that for me, yeah, yeah, the, the, but Total Recall is the best. Yeah, there's also uh, one that keeps it, it. It's one of those movies that always plays on TV for whatever reason. I guess it's because everybody had the rights to it. Is the Running Man? Yeah, that um, was good too. And it's the the whole con- <coughs> no the concept back then was like unrealistic, but essentially what it is it's a futuristic reality show. Exactly. And, 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 and yeah, although we didn't do the gladiator thing really to this uh, to that extent, um, it kind of foretold the future a little bit just because we there's a you know f- s- uh, reality TV is still head it's still front and center. <laughs> right now on primetime TV, um, that's that's uh, that's one that's um, you don't hear very very often, but it's um, it's a it's a good movie. It's a good and and it, when and by the way, when I say it's a good movie, I'm not looking for an Oscar winner. <laughs> no, no. When when I look, you're entertained. Yeah, you're exactly. entertaining. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just in case our listeners are, are wondering, it's not. I'm not looking for the best written movie. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't exactly the. <laughs> <laughs> the number one guy for his uh, known for his uh, speeches, um, but yeah, do you know? Not Robert De Niro, that's for sure. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Dino did it now. Oh yeah, Steven Stein. Steven. Oh. Sure, just, just one thing. Uh, and Total Recall is that Sharon Stone's first appearance in Hollywood movie? No, uh, that was Sharon Stone, right? Yeah, she was in it. I don't know if that was her first I, I, appearance. I, I, yeah, maybe before. Maybe before Basic Instinct. Oh, no, that's for sure. You may be right. Yeah. Uh, um, Schwarzenegger. What can I say? The guy. Uh, I liked him because he defeated the odds. I mean, he got an un- unpronounceable name and he becomes like the box office king. You know. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting that he kept his name. Um, you know, the guy. Although he was typecast, he went all over the spectrum. He went from a barbarian to the futuristic Terminator, to Running Man, to a Commando. Uh, you know, he's, he went all over the board. You know, although he was typecast, he took every opportunity to go wherever it could go. So I give him credit for that. 
Um, for me, the movie that got me, though, was Predator. Um, mm. I thought, you know, as macho as it was, at one point, he looked like he was going to lose. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting twist to it, that he didn't come out, you know, like the full-fledged hero with the wind through his hair, unscratched. The guy was running. The guy had self-doubt. It was he just got lucky and fell in that mud that the thing couldn't see him. He he got he got lucky, you know. And I thought that was a pretty interesting thing. And that's why for me, Predator remains one of my top ones, right neck and neck with the Terminator. And um, I still also I remember seeing Barbarian was my first film with him, and I still think it's well done today. Um, he his speech was you know questionable. He is funny. In it, um, but you know what? The guy has the best one-liners probably in action movies history. With "Hasta la vista, baby," "I'll be back," you know, uh, "Hey, Sully, I, I was going to kill you last. I lied." The list goes on and on. The guy had his own trademark within his own movies, you know. So uh, I think that's why he resonates with me. He brought a little fun to it, but he he went all over from the future to the past. You name it, he went to every spectrum of the action genre. He was typecast, but he took full advantage. I think to what he was given. He knew his role and he, he played it well. Yeah, well put. All right, that uh, that uh, finishes the conversation on Arnold. Now we will go to the first martial artist on our list, Jean Claude Van Damme, the man that is known the muscles from Brussels, the man Brussels. that's the the man that's known for uh, kickboxer butt. butt sport. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, his butt. His uh, butt. Um, he's done a slew of movies, um, Lionheart. He, you know, back when I was a kid, I used to always rent his movies. I used to like his movies. Looking back at it now, other than really Bloodsport and, um, Kickboxer, and Kickboxer, the rest are kind of really bad 80s. I would even go to as far to say C movies in some cases. Um, the act, the acting is not great by any, by any means. Um, he's one of those actors that ended up staying. I think he's a product of that time. He was, a, he was a bit popular in the nineties as well. Uh, he had hard target that was popular, but I think that's when the star started waning a bit and he wasn't as popular. Uh, but I remember him for, uh, blood sport and kickboxer. Um, he was good in that. Um, his accent was weird, but it's okay. You know, he plays an, an American from Texas. He has an accent from Europe. <laughs> but anyways, having said that, um, I think in the 80s, if you look at the whole 80s decade, I think he's one of the names that always pops up. Even if his movies may not have been as popular, they always come up as being um, one of the action stars, one of the known martial artists from the 80s. How do you, what do you guys think? Uh, for me, it took me a while. I, I I remember a couple of buddies back in the day would always go see his movies in the theater, and I was dragged along, and I thought they were just torture to watch at the time. Um, it took me it took me twenty years to get into this guy, um, but I like him now. I kind of went backwards. I saw the movie JCVD, and I thought that was uh, an excellent movie, especially that uh, his ad lib monologue about his life. Really got me to understand where he was coming from. Um, for me, I think the movie that got to me the most was Time Cop. That's okay. the one I kind of liked the most. It's a good B movie. 
And I also liked uh, Universal Soldier, um, the one of the later ones in 2009 that was directed by a lot of um, uh, director from the USC fights, and he got it to be more realistic. So I kind of got into him later on and backtracked. But, um, you know, he's he provides entertainment. Um, I saw commercials of his new Amazon show. That looks a lot better than anything he's done in his career. Yeah. Um, is he my favorite? He's never been. I, you know, it, like I said, it took me 20 years to appreciate him. I liked him in Expendables. I kind of thought he was a decent bad guy. But it was JCVD that really turned it around for me, and I kind of went back and said, you know what, he, he's he's okay for an action star. He's not, like I said, he's not my favorite. If I had a choice, I'd pick Arnold or Stallone any day. But he's okay. He has his moments. And that's my take on this guy. And for me, it's almost the same one like Steven. I uh, I like him a bit more than Steven does. Because in Bloodsport, I find that because it was like, all right, someone could, could replace Bruce Lee. That's why I looked at it, you know? And uh, then it was Kickboxer. You know? But then after, the dialogue. You know, it's like a very B-movie dialogue. He has no emotions. He doesn't, you know, like, so, but overall, like, in the 80s, I loved action movies. But then I, I seen Bloodsport a couple of years ago, and I was laughing. I go, oh, my God, I really, I thought, I remember when I went to see the cinema, I would say, that was the best action movie ever. It was this is then when I watch it on TV and uh, when I when I watch it on TV I'm like seriously this was the best oh my god so it's like it was the best of the 80s you know like because don't forget in the 80s there's a lot of shows on TV there were jokes what's it called uh, the A Team uh, Baywatch all this kind of thing so we were kind of going to these movies that you don't take 100 percent seriously compared to now no but it was okay in those times but as I said with Steven. Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Steven Seagal, uh, I mean, uh, you can't go wrong with them. Not Steven Seagal, what's it called? Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Stallone, you can't go wrong with them. Steven Seagal, uh, we'll talk about him later on. That's it. Monsieur Dino. Monsieur Dino? Uh, Van Damme, when I think of Van Damme, I think of Bloodsport. That's the, the movie that, you know, at the time, I, I loved the movie. You know, I have the DVD and all that stuff. Now, now looking at it, it's... It didn't age that well. The fighting is okay, but it's not, you know, the best in the world. I think they did a remake of that too, huh? No, uh, it's continuation. The it's continuation, yeah, it's, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think it's Kickboxer. They redid um, They redid it with um, with Jean-Claude Van Damme being the mentor. Exactly. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, that too. It was... I mean, it was literally the same as Bloodsport One, except except um, Jean Claude Van Damme is is not the main character. He's like the the uh, the, yeah, he's, the mentor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I mean to to continue. I mean in the eighties, all his movies are pretty much B movies. Uh, the action sequences are not too bad; they're okay, uh, but. Uh, yeah, and, and just he just ended up dying out in, in the, into the 90s. And now he's starting to pop up again, which is, I think, his stuff. I think he learned from all that, all those years. And I think what he's going to produce now is going to be a little bit better quality than he did in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, yeah. All right. 
so that's our roundup for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Next on our list is Mr. Yippie motherfucker. <laughs> Bruce Willis, the man that's known for the Die Hard series. Um, which is funny because when you before the Die Hard series, I, miss, I think, he was doing Moonlighting, which is more of yeah. a comedy. Yeah. And he was more of an actor... Like com comedic actor more than even in movies he played in a few other movies as well. I th I'm not sure. I don't remember which ones, but I I saw it on TV recently where he plays. He doesn't play an action star. He plays like a co-star that does a comedic, uh, um, like a sidekick type of thing. He's like a secondary character. But a lot of people remember him for Die Hard, and a lot of people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, and it's their Christmas movie of every year. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, you can't go wrong with Die Hard 1 and 2. Um, what do you guys think? Um, I liked, I, I think Bruce Willis was fantastic. Um, I mean, I loved him in Moonlighting. That's the reason why I went to go see Die Hard. Um, Die Hard, I think, is probably one of the best action movies ever. Um, I think for the fact it just was everything that, wasn't associated to the 80s you know he wasn't super built he wasn't perfect he was he looked like one of like the audience members and you know he was uh just an everyday guy you know i think he's a guy you could go have a drink with you know uh, i think that's what i liked about him and i think you know the diehards i thought the first one was great and the third one was great and the fourth one was good um he's done a few others you know i mean if you liked armageddon that was all right the fifth element 12 Monkeys, I thought was underrated, and uh, 16 Blocks was underrated. Um, the uh, Sin City is good with him. I mean, he, he's versatile. He can do comedy, he can do action, he can do everything. Um, uh, but like I said, I think he made a stamp by creating one of the, one of the greatest action movies of all time with Die Hard. I think it's up there with with anything that anybody's ever done. It still holds up today, and uh, I think it's the fact that he didn't look like every other action hero in the 80s you know he just looked like one of us you know mm -hmm. johnny uh, i agree with steven again a little bum i should go first next time because die hard think of it okay it's a part look he he's, he has not, not a perfect body he's not full-fledged hair he's not very good looking he's a guy who's in the wrong place at the right time and the storyline is very well but the thing is i love die hard but and i, and I was following Bruce Willis a lot of movie and the thing that I noticed that I couldn't stand about him is that he always acts the same way. Every movie is Bruce Willis. It's all Bruce Willis. It's like he he performs, he talks very well, but it's always he's a, he's a one role person. You know, like you, you cannot make him do another another character. He's one of those characters that whatever role he does, it's always Bruce Willis kind of character. That's what like he, he doesn't he doesn't get out of the box. He always breathes the same, talks the same way, but as an action figure, he is well, he's very good. I'm, I'm, he's not, he's not, but Die Hard, you have to, I, and I agree with Steven, that was amazing. I could when I seen that, I couldn't wait for the second one to come out. I felt like every Bruce Willis came out. The first three, four movies came out of him. I would go see like crazy, but then after the acting wise, it bothers me too too much. You know, like he he always performs the same way, but Die Hard is amazing. Deanster. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you guys. Uh, um, yeah, he. Uh, 
I actually agree with Steven that, you know, he doesn't look like an action movie star at all. He just looks like an average Joe. And um, he, die, he hit a run on the money with Die Hard or the, and the Die Hard franchise. And also, he has, he's, he's a good actor, very versatile. Uh, the Sixth Sense, did, did that come out in the, uh, no, in the 80s? No, no that's 90s, 90s, yeah. yeah was like that 90s. was in the 90s. Because he was good in that in that one too, even though it was in the nineties. There, yeah, you, you saw him that he, you know, more on the more on the dramatic side. But uh, yeah, he, I think he's a great actor, basically. Root, root. All right, that is our Bruce Willis uh, <laughs> part. Next on our list is a man that is known for recent years for his controversies. Uh, but in the 80s, he was a heartthrob, and he was known for... for oh, stop, Phil. Come on. I know. I wanted to put you on the list, but unfortunately, your, your movies, weren't, <laughs> your movies are, are not, are not PG-13. Um, um, the, 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 man, the actor that we're, we're going to be talking about is Mel Gibson, the man that's known for uh, being in the Mad Max series, uh, Lethal Weapon, um, for me personally, it's it's probably Lethal Weapon that got me to into his work. Um, Mad Max Two is one that's um, regarded up there as being an action flick, uh, one of the better ones up out there. Um, yeah, so I, I personally think that he's, um, you know, you have to think of it now, regardless of what you know, the the controversies have been in the last few years. In the context of the '80s, um, he was the biggest, one of the biggest names out there. You know, he would put a movie with Mel Gibson, and the money, the the movie would make money. So you can't have a top ten without having Mel Gibson there, at least for the '80s. Um, but yeah, Lethal Weapon for me is one of the better franchises. Um, I think they dragged it a little too long, personally. Um, I think after three, they could have, you know, let it go. But um, yeah. Um, that's that's my take on on Bruce. Uh, no, sorry, not Bruce. Mel Gibson. Uh, so, what do you guys think? This time we'll start with uh, Johnny. Yeah, because I'm also repeating what Steven says, give or take. That's why I wanted to jump into it. Mel Gibson. I remember the first Mad Max came out. Loved it to the T because it was the first movie that I, I can remember that in the future the human race goes backwards. You know, because every future, every movie you watch in the future, there's spaceships, there's uh, lasers, there's flying cars, and all this kind of thing. And here you are, you de- there's a desert world, uh, people are killing each other, there's no law, there's cars, and they're killing for guys or anything like that. I love, I st- until this day, I still, number one. Then it got a bit lamer later on, but Mad Max, the first one, I loved it. I, I loved Mad Max, his version. Better than the one that just came out, the, the remake. And then Lethal Weapon, same, I love that movie too. Because the thing is, it's it's basically, every cop movie, I always see that cops, they're a bit rebellious. But this guy, he was really a psychopath. He was crazy. He was like, he was very, like he was a suicidal kind of sense. He, he, was, he wasn't scared to die. He was, it was funny. It was uh, entertaining. And it, it, I loved it because here you have this family that you always think like, the white, the white person would be the the, the 
the educated person, well behaved, and the black would be more rebellious and everything. But it was the complete opposite, uh, which which worked. The chemistry worked amazing. Not the Lethal Weapon. I, I still love it until this day, and I'm watching the TV series, and I'm, I'm like I said, I still love the the, the concept and everything. Now, so far, I, I like him because he he's able to act different ways in every different different thing. He's able to to. Um, change rolling you don't see like every different roles he movies he plays you sometimes you forget what he did before so that's why i I, mean, I, I do like him very much as an action fan he's very good dino or steven dino oh, go. I'll, I'll go i mean i'm i you know i i like the lethal weapon series even mad max but i'm not the biggest mel gibson fan at all Ooh. So I, you know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, of course, is, is he a bad actor? No, he's a he's a good actor. He's a good director too. But uh, I'm just not a fan of him. I don't know why. I just couldn't care less. Because <laughs> he's too good looking. Maybe. <laughs> no, but that's basically it. I mean, uh, Stephen, what do you think? Uh, for Mel Gibson, I, I at one point before his his rants, uh, I was a big fan. I loved the Lethal Weapons. I thought they reinvented the buddy cop movie perfectly. Um, I loved the Mad Max trilogy. I thought they were fantastic. Um, but for me, um, what solidified me with him was Payback. Although it came out later, it was just him playing a bad guy with no moral compass and just. I think he played himself. I just think he played a badass. And uh, he's got versatility. He's, he plays a guy living on the edge, but he's got a heart of gold. I don't know if that makes any sense. He's kind of always like, you know, he loses his wife. He loses his daughter. He's, he's on the edge. He wants to kill himself, but he's always going to do the right thing at the end and show there's the best part of himself or humanity. And I think that's what always got to me. That and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's what got to me was his, the way he could play a, a maniac with a heart of gold. And then, of course, I think for me, the other one was, was Braveheart. I think really showed what he could really do as, as an actor and director. I mean, uh, that was a fantastic movie. And I can watch that every every year. You know? Yeah, but that was in the 80s. I know, but I mean, that's the one that just got me <laughs> you, after. You cheated. All right. So, that's, so that, that rounds up our Mr. Gibson section. Next one on the list. Wow, this guy is this guy's special. Um, he he is he is an actor, martial artist. Um, also, he is a singer, guitar player. Um, many people don't know about that. I actually bought one of his albums like a ten years ago because it's so bad that you laugh. It's a comedy <laughs> album. It is horrible. The 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 song "Slow Boat to China." Wow, you cannot! Oh my God, it's bad. Anyways, having said that, the next one of our, on our list is Mr. Steven Seagal. Although he wasn't a big, um, you know, looking at his filmography, he's not um, a 1980s kind of guy. Um, he's he was he mostly got his uh, his popularity in the 90s. However, Above the Law that that um, did come out in 1988. So he is an, in theory an 80s action star. Um, I remember him for the, stri the string of movies in the late 80s, early 90s. So you have Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Marked for Death, and Out for Justice, and Under Siege. Those five, and that it, at that period of time, I used to always love to go and watch uh, 
his movies because um, I used to like the action sequence and stuff like that. Um, then I kind of, his star kind of started fading with me only because he started being full of himself. Um, you know, yeah. Me, I'm good because I went to learn in Japan martial arts. Eh, good for you. But I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Um, you're not a god. Um, he, he, he comes off as being very um, full, full of himself. And it, it kind of... Very arrogant. Yeah, very arrogant. Um, and he never... You know, sometimes there's a correction that's done. Sometimes, like, you know, there's that period of time where they're full of themselves and then they, you know, they, they, they come back and they're, they're more down to earth. And it never really happened with him. It just... You know, no. Every time I listen to a, an interview with him or I look at a video, he's very... He sees himself very highly... Uh, his recent movies are absolutely atrocious. Number one, he doesn't do his own, <laughs> he doesn't even do his own action sequences anymore, which is horrible. Because um, he can. Well, first of all, look, all of these guys. I know in the first, just the top five that we've done so far. So we have Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Willis, Gibson, and Seagal. They're not young guys anymore. We're lucky that Stallone and Schwarzenegger still work out. They still look good for their age. And even Van Damme, Bruce Willis has aged gracefully. Mel Gibson, to a point, he's like the old grizzled man. Steven Seagal, <laughs> S- St- Steven Seagal just hasn't aged well. He's literally, oh, no. he literally has gotten fat and he can't move. It's it's sad, but as a guy being typecast in action movies, <clears throat> and he always comes out with these action movies that come straight to video, and they're so bad. Oh my God! Even I think even Netflix should just say no. It's really bad. <laughs> um, they basically look like made-for-TV movies. Yeah, that's what they look. Like. Uh, but there's just like I don't know. There's just something about him that I watch his old movies now. Like other than Hard to Kill, which the idea is pretty cool. Under Siege, where it's on the boat. Yeah. And also, it's not just him. The rest of the cast, like Tommy Lee Jones, makes makes it you know fun to watch. They're hard to watch. They're hard to watch movies. The, the plot is, you know, when everybody says, you know, when they think of a martial arts movies of the 80s, Steven Seagal did those. No plot, very, very, very little plot, random fight scenes with no context. Um, there, it's, I mean, you can probably much say that, I guess, with a lot of other martial artists, like Van Damme movies, I guess. You can say the same thing. Just, I, I you know... I, I have trouble with Seagal. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I think it's with the years. When I used to be a kid, I used to like him, but now I, I know I, I, it's, I, it's hard to see, look at his movies. I mean, that's, that's, that's me. Guys? I'm, 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 Seagal. Sorry. Uh, Steven Seagal. In the beginning, I did like him because it was, was, it was the first time that, that was introducing Kempo, which, which yeah. is like, it's the fight skill that it's like you you try to put your enemy or your your opponent as fast down as possible. So you see, like what was I think it was about the law when he when he's in the, in the pool hall, he grabs and he puts a uh, whoops in the heads and everything. Then salt in the face. Where like everybody and there was a very coordinated yeah. kind of fighting scene. Well, this one here was more like like street fighting kind of style. That's what I liked about it. But then after once or twice, you know, I'm like, you feel. Then after later on, it's kind of okay. Uh, he sucks, you know. Like he, he it, the movie with dialogue is not great. But that's it. Yeah, I just that, that's something I, I I got I got intrigued by him was the fighting sequence of of 
how to get the, your opponent down as fast as possible without scratching yourself or even though you're, the odds are against you, how to put them down as fast as possible. That's what I liked about it. But overall, uh, the rest, I agree with you, Phil. Now, Steven, you talk? My turn? Okay. Yeah, I'll let you be. Um, I think I agree with you and Phil. Uh, he never did much for me. Um, the only thing I thought that was cool is that he was very calm as he beat up people because he actually he is that good than black belt right um so he can do what he does on the screen so he has that confidence and rightfully so um i never liked him as an actor i think the only movie i would watch again is maybe under siege and the only thing that ever got me to pay attention to him again is that i heard he was a stunt coordinator on one of the james bond movies for never say never again and that's the only thing that would ever give me interest in this guy. Um, I think he's got um, the magnetism of a doorknob. <laughs> and I hate that freaking ponytail. I hate that point. I want to snip it off so bad. I mean, icky breaky heart is over. Fucking get over it. And, you know, I don't know. Um, he was, he's a product of his time. He was good. He was good for a couple of movies to show how it's done. Um, but you know, the guy, the guy, I don't know, he should stop. Like you said, Netflix should just say no, or, you know, just do something with Adam Sandler and get it over with and then end your career, <laughs> get it done. You know, <laughs> oh, too bad together. Yeah. Yeah. Too you know, like, do you know, well, basically it's the same as you guys. His early stuff was pretty good. Well, pretty good. It was, there were B movies, but the fighting scenes were, were good. Uh, for the time, I mean, I enjoyed those early movies, The Above the Laws and Hard to Kill. Even Marked for Death, was, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but the newer stuff, yeah, it's hard to watch. Uh, you know, the, the, the made-for-TV movies that go straight to video that you, you'll find on Netflix, uh, they're, I mean, they, they're, they're dragging out. They shouldn't be two-hour movies. They should, you could probably fit it in, within an hour. And the fighting scenes are not that great, too. Uh, he doesn't do his stunts anymore, too. Mind you, he's getting older. So maybe his joints are hurting uh, <laughs> pretty badly. But that, uh, that's basically it. For, for the 80s, he was one of the stars, 80s and 90s. And now he just should call it quits and do something else. Uh, you know, although we, we, you know, we credit um, William Shatner for pause acting, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that we can we can credit whispering acting to Steven Seagal. I don't know what's Let's happened. Give him an award. I, I don't know what's happened with him with the years. He's talking lower and lower and lower. At at one point, like I think I'm pretty sure the the microphone's going to be in his mouth and you won't hear what he's saying. It's it's. <laughs> it, I I don't know what it is. He just. I understand it. It's to portray like calmness and stuff like that. But come on, <laughs> it's really bad. Hope that you liked part one of our 80s and 90s action heroes. If you liked what you heard, you can like us on Facebook at aroundtable.ca. You can also follow us on Twitter at aroundtable with two R's, A-R-R-O-U-N-D-T-A-B-L-E. Also for your entertainment news, music, video games, and movies, please visit us at aroundtable.ca. Thank you for listening. Until next week.